0: you're listening to the diet rebel podcast with kiki smith if you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you in this podcast we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit lean and toned you've ever been no matter how old you are how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. A lot of people hear about calories, right? Like that's kind of the be all end all of weight loss for most of us is calories. So we understand that like, you know, that taking in enough calories helps you like lose weight, taking in too many helps you gain weight. But when it comes to weight loss, it's not just about calories. So calories do matter, but they're not the only thing. That matters. So it's kind of like there's like this blind spot that we have. Most of us, we start off and it is just about the calories for us. And when most of us go through our first few diets, we just lower our calories, we lose weight, and then all is well. But as you start progressing and as you start going through more and more diets, you start noticing that maybe that isn't working as much anymore or maybe you hit a plateau. You know, you start losing weight and then you hit a plateau. So where do macros come in? Now, the thing that we have to understand is that we know that you know, there's calories in versus calories out is what changes your overall mass. So in order to add any type of mass to your body, you're going to eat a surplus, you're going to eat additional calories. And to reduce mass on your body, you know, you're eating a deficit, you're, eat, you're lowering those calories. But the thing is, is that the type of weight that you are gaining or losing depends very heavily on the type of calories so that's what your that's where macronutrients come in is that's going to be the type of calories that you're taking in so right so a lot of people you know they're like which one do I focus on calories or macros and it's, it's essentially you're focusing on both because if you have perfect macros which is macronutrients but you're exceeding the amount of calories that you're supposed to be taking in for your specific body type then you can still gain but it's just a matter of what are are you gaining. So that's what that is, is your, your macros really, that triggers whether you're gaining muscle or fat, and that triggers whether you are losing muscle or fat. In addition to the way that you're working out too, but that's gonna, you know, those two are what it's gonna really be heavily based on is your training style and the way that you're eating. So the amount of calories that you're eating and then the type. Of calories that you're eating is what determines your overall mass so your your macro nutrients are going to be your macros are going to be your protein fat and carbs so when people are talking about macros that's what they're talking about is protein fat and carbs and how many of each you're taking in like what percentages how many grams things like that that you're taking in. so you have your total amount of calories and then within those calories it's breaking up how many writing this down good Marlene so within the amount of the total amount of calories that you're taking in you're having a certain percentage of carbs a certain percentage of protein and a certain percentage of fat like those are your main three that are making up those calories so your fat contains a certain amount of calories so does protein so does carbs so when you're trying to figure those out like you want to essentially hit both You want to stay within the amount of calories that are best for your body and for the goals that you're aiming for and then you want your macronutrient your macro percentages to line up with those goals so that if you're if you're trying to take in less calories you want to make sure that what you're losing is fat if you're trying to gain muscle or gain any type of weight, your macronutrients are what's going to make sure that that's actual muscle. So the gaining and losing, you know what I mean, that your macros are really going to determine that. So with that being said, I'll tell you a little bit about each of the macros. So your protein is one of the ones that you hear about like the most. Protein is like king in the fitness industry. And the main reason for that is because it's anabolic. So basically that just means like it helps you to build muscle. It also helps you to burn fat. The reason why it's the king of the nutrients that you're taking and the king of those macros for people that are muscle minded. Now remember, we're trying to, if you're gaining, you're trying to gain muscle. If you're losing, you're trying to lose fat and maintain muscle. So all the tips that I'm giving are going to pertain to those things. So that means that The reason why protein is going to be so important is because it's going to have like these essential amino acids that your body needs but does not make on its own. That's the reason why you hear protein talked about so much because the amino acids that are available in protein, your body can't just create those. Your body can't just make them up somewhere. Like if it's deficient in other things, your body can kind of take something else and break it down and make it into the nutrient that it needs. Your body is really, you know, efficient in that way. But with protein, it can't. So you have all of your calories, and then you have protein, carbs, and fat, and then protein is the one that you'll notice that a lot of, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of crooked here, you'll notice that a lot of fitness people really, like, hammer home the whole protein thing, and it's kind of, like, almost annoying in a sense how much they hammer home, but that's why, because it's going to be the one thing that your body can't create on its own, and it's going to be what helps you to build muscle, and it's also going to help you to burn fat. Protein is thermogenic. So that means that your body actually burns calories just digesting it. That's the reason why it's super, super important for people that are trying to lose fat to have because it's actually boosting your metabolism just by eating it. So you're eating it and then your body burns More calories so it's kind of this like weird thing that's the reason why high protein diets tend to do very well a lot of times we think that it's because they're low carb but it's really because they're high protein that protein helps your body to burn extra you're driving now you need to take notes yes this is this is good stuff so you do want to take notes on that okay so we're talking about okay so for protein it's your essential amino acids that your body can't produce on its own it can only get them from the foods that you eat So that's why it's very essential for you to either be taking in enough protein with your food, supplementing in some type of way with like the, you'll see like BCAAs. That's what that's about is that's just another form of those amino acids that your body needs. Um, Now the caveat to that is that there's, you know, there's animal proteins, there's vegetable proteins. Both are great. The only thing to understand is that pure vegetarians and vegans may have a harder time and they have to be very specific about eating the right combination of proteins to make sure that they get enough because animal protein is a complete protein. So most of the studies that are done on all of this is on complete proteins. So that's something very, very, you know, that you have to understand. It doesn't mean that you can't do any of this if you're vegan or vegetarian. It just means that unless you're lacto-avo vegetarian where you're including eggs and milk in, then you're just going to have to make sure that you're eating enough. Typically, vegans and vegetarians need a higher percentage of protein than meat eaters to achieve similar results only because of the different types of protein. So it is what it is. Not saying to eat either one either way, but just understand that if you're not eating a whole lot of meat, then you probably need even higher amounts of protein than necessary okay so there you go block party okay so uh, with that being said how much you know how much should you be looking to eat for protein the RDA and this is something that a lot of people notice if you like log your food on like my Pal or something like that they go in and they start eating the amounts that my Pal gives them and the amounts that it gives you are kind of skewed RDA requirements are like based on your average couch potato So if you're someone that is working out, then you kinda gotta toss most of the RDA requirements out of the window. So that's something that causes a lot of people confusion because they will, you know, I'll tell them a certain amount and they're like, well, this says that it's 50% of my protein intake or, you know, my fitness pal told me that I already reached my protein intake or something like that. Like they're looking at RDA requirements and they're like, why are you telling me to eat so much? Like, isn't that really dangerous for me? The RDA is this. RDA is for sedentary person, couch potato. If that is your goal and that is what you are, then that is the minimum amount that you need to stay alive. That's fine. You can hit that. But if you got goals, <laughs> then this is the kind of stuff that matters. Because if you're trying to make sure that any weight that you gain is muscle and any weight that you lose is not muscle, then you're going to need a higher amount of protein. So RDA is like point. 4 grams per pound of body weight or something ridiculous people that are working out especially people that are lifting weights which I highly recommend that pushes that numbers, that number way up. So that's when studies start showing that, you know, you start hearing more of like 0.7 grams per pound, anywhere from like 0.7 to 0.9. So an industry best practice, which if you follow me, then you know that that's what I stand on best practices. I don't like, you know, teeter between like, oh, like one extreme or the other. Best practices is about a gram per pound of body weight. If you can hit about a gram per pound of body weight, you're typically doing okay. Minimum 0.8 grams per pound of body weight, but one gram is just easier to like do the math on. (laughs) So that's the reason why they do that. And the other reason is because like we said, protein is thermogenic. So going slightly over isn't really a bad thing. Whereas being way under, as we just discussed, now we're looking at that actually being something that's not good. You don't want to be under in protein. So If push comes to shove and you have to decide, then just push the envelope and being over because of the fact that of all the good things that you're going to get from it, it's thermogenic, your body's burning more calories just because you're eating it, and that it's helping you to build muscle, burn fat, boost metabolism, feel fuller. So if you have to pick a side, then veer On the side of eating slightly more because eating less is not really you know it's not doing anything for you so even though now you hear there's a lot of comments about you know whether or not protein is bad for you um, most of those are taken out of proportion there are headlines that get like I talked about this in yesterday's scope that people take like these marginal things that they see in a research study and it becomes a massive headline and then everyone's scared of everything the studies do not show that unless you are like a kidney dialysis patient, you're probably not going to have any of the scare tactic issues with protein that a lot of people talk about. So just, you know, we're just talking about the science here and the science does not back up all of the fearful things out there. Again, if you're a person that uh, you're, if you have known kidney issues, then yeah, you might want to back it up a little bit on the protein, but for most people, you're going to be fine about a gram per pound of body weight um what else about protein I think we talked about everything RDA requirements what it's good for it's uh, vegetarians need a little bit more, so usually, like I say, a gram per pound sometimes we'll say percentages because that kind of helps people when they're punching it into my fitness pal. You can punch it in either way if you're logging your food there, you can punch it in grams, so like if you're one hundred and fifty pounds, you can set your goal at one hundred and fifty grams. You can also do percentages which you can shoot like around maybe thirty percent or so. if you're vegan vegetarian, you may want to shoot overshoot that like 35% my website is em2wl.com or eatmore2wayless.com so and again the protein is the one thing that you cannot get from anywhere else so even though it seems like it's something that like oh it's fine it's not (laughs) your body can't get it from anywhere else so it starts when your body has to decide what to keep it starts breaking down the muscle to try to get what it needs and you don't want to do that because you want to keep your muscle because muscles metabolism that's how you keep metabolism happy so um, you need to eat enough protein in order pro- to produce enough muscle growth and to lose fat in the way that you want so um, I think that's all the basics that you would need to know about protein um, so let's move on to carbs which a lot of times they're the bad guy <laughs> uh, at my ideal way eat paleo how should I increase healthy fats in my diet okay so we are going to talk about fats too I do want to address carbs they're not the devil they're not the cause of every dietary disease or issue known to man um, they're not <laughs> a healthy diet a person that's trying to kill it in the gym needs carbs. You need carbs because of the fact that, especially if you're living a muscle-based lifestyle, your muscles is where, the when the carbs break down and form glucose, that's where they're stored, is in your muscles. So people that start losing muscle find that they have a harder time processing carbs. Go figure, so that's one of the reasons why you have to take that in mind, that the more muscle you lose, the less use your body may have for the carbs, which is why then we start looking at, okay, why is my body storing carbs like fat? Because it doesn't necessarily, like again, these are one of the headlines that kind of get thrown out of proportion. And there are different types of carbs, and some, sure, they're completely empty carbs, and they just turn to sugar in your body, and eating them in excess, will train your body to store them as fat. But remember, anything in excess, your body is gonna store as extra mass. So that's why when we're talking about your macronutrients, you're just trying to control how that excess or the deficit is stored. So whereas eating, it takes, you know, more, like it's harder to overeat protein and gain fat. It's a little bit easier to overeat carbs and gain fat. And it's easy to gain fat, eat fat and gain fat, but none of them are bad in and of themselves. You truly do want them all in moderation. And with carbs, you, they give you like, they store your muscles, store that glucose so that when you go to workout, you can bring it with the intensity. When you can't bring it with the intensity, your intense workouts is what's going to get you intense results. People are slashing their carbs and then trying to do these intense workouts. And it's not that they're not still doing the workouts. But it's just a matter of fact that your your muscles are trying to store that for instant energy. That's the point of that glucose being stored in the muscle. And when you get into a completely depleted state of carbs, it's a lot harder to kill it like you should. Which means it's a lot harder for you to get the results that you want. So that's one of the things that that's that catch-22. You don't have the energy to kill it in the gym. You can't bring it with the intensity that you need to get the results that you want. So what did the lowering the carbs really do for you? It's really hard not to mention that being too low on carbs can inhibit your muscle growth. So it's one of those things you don't want to put your muscles. You don't want to compromise your muscles in any way. You want to make sure that you are giving them what they need, that you're giving yourself what you need. And it's not that, you know, like in the industry carbs are kind of like the go-to for like, okay, strip these away and now I can lose fat. But, if you want to lose fat in a healthy way you want to do something that's maintainable you want to make sure that you are keeping a healthy moderate amount of carbs in your diet this is where a lot of times you hear me talking about fiber that's where fiber comes into play you want nutrient dense carbs you know as much as possible so that they're actually helping you and supporting you and you know giving you time released energy instead of like the surgeon in the crash but If you're eating good amounts of, you know, fiber, you know, you got your fruits, vegetables, things like that, you know, that, those kind of things are really going to help you. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. I talked about this yesterday. I do study, you know, metabolism and muscle things for fun. Someone said yesterday, I think the choice between Disneyland and a metabolism conference, I would choose a metabolism conference. In fact, I have been to Disney World twice for a conference. You know, gotta give my guys something to do while I go geek out at the conferences. (laughs) So, anyways, the point is when you totally are reducing your carbs, it makes you less efficient in your training. You can't train at peak performance without them. So, even though there are, I know that there's a lot of people in the industry, there are a lot of people that are, you know, that I respect. That may say you know like go to carbs it's it's a quick fix kind of thing and maybe you don't need tons of them but you need enough and for each person that's going to be different you can be anywhere from one grams per pound of body weight to three grams per pound of body weight it depends on where you are in your journey if you've done a lot of dieting and lost a lot of muscle and gained back fat and lost muscle and gained back fat then you're probably a bit more you know your insulin sensitivity levels may be different so when you go through that again like i say the less muscle you have the less your body knows what to do with those carbs because your muscles is what helps your body to process the carbs so again this is where the muscle comes into play it's the thing that helps your metabolism it's what's going to help you like to stay young it's what's going to help you have quality of life as you age it's what helps keep everything toned and tight and lean and the toned look that people want is actually muscle so again if you're reducing carbs and reducing muscle then you put yourself in kind of this circle where your body doesn't know how to process carbs whenever you reintroduce them that's the reason why a lot of us start to feel like carbs are the devil because we reduce them and then your body gets to a certain state so when you add them back there's this reaction that you feel confirms that you shouldn't have had the carbs a little bit of bloating is natural when it comes to carbs, too. I just want to throw that out there. like a lot of people like kind of get crazy about that because maybe they're trying to get this super super like magazine model shoot lean look and so when they eat a little bit of carbs and there's a little bit of bloating, they're like freaking out I'm like oh my gosh i'm I'm allergic to carbs and everyone has carbs make your body retain water, so it's not anything unusual or um you know unique to that specific person so. Like I said, you can have anywhere from one gram per pound of body weight to three grams per pound of body weight. I highly recommend pushing that number as high as possible for your unique capabilities. Carbs is something that you want to have as high as possible so that you have room. To Maneuver them when times get rough. It's the same thing with calories That's why I recommend when you're trying to lose fat lose it eating the highest amount of calories as possible Lose it eating the highest amount of carbs as possible for you. That's gonna be different Like I said if you gain back a lot of fat Your insulin sensitivity may be different and maybe you need to be at the one gram per pound But I would push that envelope if you could percentage-wise if you're trying to like punch that in to my fitness pal or something like that, start at 40%. If that still feels like it's too much, like you can go as low as 35, but I mean, don't do it if you don't have to. Like that's my thing, is don't reduce if you don't need to. And a lot of people don't know if they need to, and a lot of people, because they've done low carb diets in the past, they automatically feel like they need to be low carb when maybe they just need to eat more protein. So it really, really is important. Healthy carbs are gonna be anything that has good fiber in it. Uh, fiber with the water attached to it is even better. So like vegetables are really, really good for that. Fruits are great. Even whole grains, again, I know whole grains, devil. But I, I try... I don't demonize foods because that kind of it, it's a blocking point for a lot of people. And that's an obstacle that a lot of people have make a, they have a hard time getting over that when they feel like they can't have something. So I don't like to take that stance with food. Um, I feel like if you eat enough of the right thing, you can crowd out the wrong thing and then you don't even really have to think twice about it. And I've worked with so many people who said the same thing, you know, and they're like, it's weird that I don't even need that thing anymore. But we never put the focus on removing it because that's not the point. The point is adding the other things that you think you need. And there's so much food in the world that if you're constantly adding, like you can't fit it all in. You know, the reason why most of us have like these allergic reactions to food is because you're eating like one thing over and over and over again, and you're actually creating that in your body, which that's a whole nother scope. I'm not even going to go there. Just wanted to say that carbs are not the enemy. They, they're not like, they don't need to be your first line of defense as far as removal. A decent moderate amount of them is needed most people can do equal amounts of protein and carbs some people can go even higher you know they can go higher in carbs than protein so I really like recommending starting at 40% not going to 35% unless you've hit 40% carbs 30% protein and 30% fat consistently consistently not like I did it twice and it didn't work if you've hit it consistently within your calorie intake and you're not seeing any body composition changes, you're not losing any fat, then maybe you start looking at tweaking things and going a little bit higher in protein and maybe a little bit lower in your carbs. But other than that, most people don't even realize that they could lose on that much, but it's just because they haven't, you know, they've just been following diets and they follow the plans and they don't really know how much of what is in it. But when you're taking the time to do it yourself, you can actually finagle those numbers to be something that works for your lifestyle and something that you can keep up in the long run. And it doesn't even have to be as extreme as you may think. So I'm just saying, just try it. Set your macros to 40, 30, 30, and see what happens. So 40% is the carbs, 30% is protein, and 30% fat. So you're, um, for muscle building purposes, you usually want your carbs a little bit higher. I will say that if you're trying to go in a muscle building phase that's usually when I I push my carbs to the limit what you just said hypothesizes that be a lot of reason why a lot of people are gluten intolerant by what that they are taking it out of their diet or because of their insulin sensitivity levels I'm not sure if you want to repost that for clarification eat too much or something yes that is that's a big thing that's one of the biggest things that I learned from my own I am admittedly Uh, elimination diet queen so I I don't say any of the things that I say from like a high and mighty standpoint of like how dare you remove things from your diet I say it from a standpoint of i removed everything (laughs) from my diet and still felt horrible and still had problems and created more problems and so that is why I'm, I'm so adamant about the research and so many people don't realize that that's where they're attacking symptoms and not the root which that is a whole nother scope that the root of a lot of our problems, especially our food allergy problems have nothing to do with food. That's another scope. They have nothing to do with food, but but we're not attacking the root. But another thing that, Um, what someone just brought up is that you just, we eat too much of things, especially in America. Like we get like stuck on something or we go on these diets and it's just like, that's all I can eat. And so you eat these things that all I have is like corn in them. And then next thing you know, you have a corn allergy and we're eating, you know, like the same sandwiches every day. And then you have this hyper allergy. But what most people don't realize is that when they go to remove that thing from their diet, trying to help themselves, then they just go all in. On something else and create an allergy there because they're eating too much of it and when you remove something from your diet for so long oftentimes when you go to reintroduce it there is a reaction because that thing is now foreign to your body that reaction makes you think see I knew I shouldn't have had that in my diet even though it didn't make you feel any better when it was out and because it now creates the reaction that you see everybody else talking about you're thinking like I knew I shouldn't have this thing and so then you take it away for a little while again and then you try to reintroduce it and you have and you just keep having these issues and so to you you're like I knew it that's why so that is just like I said that's a whole nother scope because I I'm really passionate about that because I have and um, my husband was on here I don't know if he still is he knows <laughs> because i have taken my family through the ringer with my elimination diets like eliminating every everything and then still being miserable and still being like stressed out and hangry because I didn't <laughs> you heard me talking about him. So joined. <laughs> he didn't have to join just for that comment, honey, but he knows that I have. I've taken them through some things. So again, carbs aren't the devil, but you know, you do kind of want that. You want the right kind of carbs, you know, you don't. I'm not saying never touch, you know, a donut or a piece of cake or a cupcake or something like that. I'm just saying that those things in excess, those types of carbs in excess are what triggers the signals to like tell your body to store fat. And those are the things that are behind a lot of the, the big headlines that you hear about, you know, carbs are the devil. Or I was actually at the library today and I saw a book that was called Bread is the Devil. And I had to like text a picture to one of my good friends who's a dietitian because this is one of the things that we talk about all the time. Um, black beans, yes, they are a good carb. Um, so any nutrient dense carbs, you're going to know if your carb is good by the amount of fiber that it has. If it has like one, two, three grams of fiber or something like that, it's probably not that good. You know, you want like 5, 10, 15, if you can work in probably about like 5 to 10 grams of fiber at every meal, you're going to end up pretty good at the end of the day. And you want to do that slowly, though, because, you know, there's going to be some stomach issues if you just like throw all that fiber at your body at once and it's not used to it. But if you're averaging about 5 to 10 grams of fiber at every meal, then you're going to end up pretty nice at the end of the day. Now, fiber is not a macro. It's a micro, but it's part of your macros. So that's kind of confusing because the macro is the carbs, but fiber is what helps you determine, you know, if the best part of your carbs you know if they're if you using your carb percentage wisely or not because you can hit that 40% of carbs and have like 10 grams of fiber which kind of shows you that you need to do a little bit more work on the type of carbs that you're having so if that's the case if you're hitting that 40% then you want to make sure that you're still getting you know 25 35 grams of fiber 30 or more is better if you're a guy 38 is where you want to be 38 and up and that lets you know that yes you got it in your carbs you hit your carb percentage but they're the right carbs that are helping do the job that they're supposed to do as far as sweeping that protein into the muscle and Giving you energy to power you through your exercises so that you get the maximum results from those exercises, so we cover protein we covered carbs and The next one would be fat so fat is again fat is not you know now we're in the we're in the low-carb craze That started you know the last 10 20 years before that was the low fat craze which neither one of them are legit fat doesn't make you fat eating fat doesn't make you fat Um, obviously again eating too much of something in excess can be stored as excess and excess fat can be stored as excess fat (laughs) so eating fat doesn't necessarily make you fat but obviously if your diet is mostly consisting of carbs and fat then you're probably going to see a little bit more um, fat maintenance Uh, but fat is still essential for muscle building it's still fat protects your organs and helps your your hormones like that's actually where your hormones are reproduced is in your fat so you want to make sure that you're reproducing the right types of hormones in your fat but because that is protecting your vital organs that's actually what helps vitamins get into those organs so you don't want to go super low fat either so just something to think about again like I said too much fat definitely can be converted into fat fat is actually easier converted into fat than carbs are So it's kind of weird like that's the reason why we went through the whole low fat thing because fat is like has a 98% (laughs) conversion rate (laughs) from because it's already fat. So for it to be stored as fat is about 98% you know storage capacity conversion for the storage whereas carbs is only like 70%. So the whole like carbs turn into fat thing like you know it has a 70% conversion rate. I'm not going to lie and say like you can't but too much of anything. Is going to do that so that's why it's important to stay in your calories and then hit the percentages that are within those calories uh, you want your fats to be someone just mentioned it good fats you want to make sure that you're eating good fats which is going to be mainly stuff that's not saturated like monounsaturated fats and your omegas are going to be awesome how much cardio should you do that is definitely a whole nother scope but I will touch on it um, probably in a different scope, but you can see all of my past scopes at EM2WL.com slash scopes. Everything's there and I have talked, uh, touched on cardio in quite a few scopes. So you can always go there and watch the replays of any of these if you miss them. So peanut butter is a good one. Your nuts and nut butters, things like that. That's going to be, those are going to be good fats. Fish, fatty fish is good fats. Your olive oil, things like that are good fats. Your hydrogenated oils, which I think we've all heard by now, trans fats, like that's not gonna be so good because your body doesn't even, like it's not even real. Your body doesn't know what to do with this. So making sure that you're, and anything that has a label on it is gonna let you know, it's gonna break down the fats for you and it's gonna let you know how much of it is um, saturated and unsaturated. So now the thing with fat is that fat will give you energy kind of like how carbs will. And it takes up twice as many calories though. So that's the reason why it is, it's harder with fats because even though you can have the same percentage of fats as like protein and your carbs, it's, you're going to be eating a lot less of the item. So you can't like eat like, you know, a cup of fat is not the same as a cup of carbs or protein it's going to be different because fat has twice the calories so that's the reason why if you're eating a lot of fatty foods you just have to be aware because that's it's going to kick your calories up a little bit faster so I know like eating good fats is really really a big thing now too but again it's not something that you want to start looking at like oh well I can just eat all the fat that I want and not get fat because I mean it's still those calories are going to add up so much faster because it's twice as many so like for um and this is probably way too technical <laughs> but as far as calories go your carbs and your protein are um, it takes four grams of those is like the calorie and nine is for fat so it's literally double the amount of fat so if you're eating a 100 grams of fat you're eating half of the amount of food that you would have for your carbs and fat but it helps them to be more satisfying so you still want to actually have them in there and like I said the fat is still good for you and your body needs it and men that don't get in enough fat have problems with their testosterone the same way that women that don't have enough fat like we have hormonal issues too because the fat is what like that's that's very hormonal that's why when your body has an excess of fat typically our hormones are out of whack you know and that's when we have a lot of the insulin sensitivities and we have like either thyroid issues or we're having issues with you know the cravings and things that we have because those hormones are reproduced in fat. So good and bad. So just something to think about your um, protein is a constant. Your carbs are, they can go up and down a little bit based on what your insulin sensitivity is and your fat is pretty much whatever's left over. So if that makes any sense, so your protein is non-negotiable. Your carbs, anywhere from one gram per pound to three grams per pound depending on what your goals is fat loss can be a little bit on the lower end or if you have insulin issues um, muscle gain you want to be towards the higher end because that's going to help you and then whatever's left over is you can just give it to the fat for most people um, like the lowest that you would want to go in fat for guys I wouldn't say don't don't drop below 20% fat And for women, the lowest, 23 to 28%. So there you have that. But like I say, a starting point for most people, 40, 30, 30. It just makes it so much easier. And you can start to see how your body feels there. And then start redistributing things if and when you need it. So I hope that helps. I don't know if that just made everything so confusing. Like I say, uh, a lot of my information is geared towards trainers. So I want them to know the, the why behind it. But I know a lot of people who follow immortal Weigh Less, they're... By the time you get to this journey, this immortal real journey, you're trying to take control over everything again. Like You're tired of just picking up a book and following what somebody says and then seeing that same fat regain the next year. Like I'm talking to people who wanna take control, which means that you're gonna to have to have a little bit more knowledge. You're gonna to have to put in the work to know your own body instead of just blindly following diets that get you nowhere and have you spinning your wheels because you end up right back at square one again (laughs) so that's the reason why I tend to go into more detail than most people and why I'm never just going to give you a blanket like oh just do this because it doesn't work for everybody but you need to know why it doesn't work for everybody and you need to know why it may or may not work for you and how to change some of those things so if your metabolism is not up none of this matters That is the big part about what we're talking about here. These are the ways that you get your metabolism back up. Your metabolism falls because your muscle amount falls because of dieting. Dieting kills your metabolism. Every time you diet, you lose more muscle. And when you regain the weight, you gain back fat only. Going through that cycle enough time kills all of our metabolism. I've been there Most of the people that are on here have been there. We're all rebuilding our metabolisms And you know, I've gotten to a point now where I can eat a lot more. Oh, it's no problem You can always just watch the replay, but that's what if you're not familiar with that you can go to That link that's in my bio the em2wl.com Slash start because that explains all of this, but that's what this is about every time you diet you lose muscle gain back fat diet lose muscle gain back fat and every time you're typically not only gaining back whatever the weight was that you lost but you gain back the weight that you lost and then some and if all of that was fat think about that like that means like you're we're literally dieting ourselves fatter so this is why this is about taking control over that you want to make sure that that's not happening anymore you want the macronutrients we talked about in the beginning is what's going to help you determine what you're gaining and what you're losing so that means that if you do go through a phase where you're trying to gain muscle you're going to have the right macronutrients to do that when you go through a phase where you're trying to lose fat you want to make sure that you're only losing fat and that you're not losing muscle muscle is so precious you do not want to lose that because that's where your metabolism lies. First timer here, tag team refers you. Oh, I'm so glad, I'm glad that I actually was able to help you in the first time. I hope that wasn't like too deep. I know I go like deep sometimes and that's why the scopes end up being long because I can't just give you blanket statements. So if you guys have, other questions about those. I tried to sum them up as best I could. There's obviously more to each of them, and obviously everything is way more intricate than you know a simple like oh just eat 40% protein, 30% carbon, 30 you know or whatever. It's not it's not that easy. But if you understand why, then you know you can really help like channel in on the things that matter for you. Can macros being out of whack cause PMS? yeah i can it can contribute to it for sure too because you know obviously like we talked about like the fat is your hormones are in your fat so when you're trying to diet period that throws your hormones out of whack that's one of the biggest ways that you know that things have gone wrong is your hormones your energy and cravings all those things are just like thrown out of whack and we just think that that's part of it and then we have to just like White knuckle our way through, but that doesn't help at all either. Why is I cook bad? You're hooked. If you're hooked on it, then maybe, maybe you don't start there. <laughs> maybe just start with adding in more water to your day. Like, I'm I've, I've really not, I'm not big on removal. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that, that you should be like chugging it, but I'm, I'm really not huge on removal because it puts you in the wrong mindset from the start. If in order to stop something, You are best to crowd it out. So crowd out that habit so that, you know what I mean, you're able to slowly get to where you want to be. Hey, Jess, this was dedicated to you, girl. (laughs) I see you just entered, and it's probably like way longer than you wanted. But it's okay. This was just about the macros. I tried to break it down as best I could. Hopefully, I did you proud. (laughs) So you can watch the replay. Let me know if it's um, good enough for You, but I broke down what the macros are, what matters more, calories or macros, and you know, and just what they are, like fat, protein, carbs, kind of why you need all of them, and why not to ignore them, but also the amounts that you need. So hopefully that works for you. Let me know and we'll talk tonight. So it's all good. Best advice you heard: don't remove, just crowd it out. Yes, that is that's what I love to do. I really think that it's all about like just because eventually. There's not going to be room for the other stuff. So just keep, keep adding in the good stuff, pile it on. There's so much out there, so much good stuff that you can be adding to your diet that by the time you try to add it all in, you'll, you end up like forgetting about the other things, but just like open up and look around at all the things that you could be trying. <laughs> it's chocolate or protein or carb. Pro- chocolate is my preferred fiber source. <laughs> do not hate and do not judge me people because I, I'm sorry, not sorry because I love chocolate. <laughs> uh, I I joke a lot that, um, the, like, I eat a ton of chocolate, but, like, I, I mean, I, I really don't anymore, but in the beginning, I did. That's, that's one of those habits that I, like, you know, crowded out. Now, do, does that mean I don't eat chocolate? No, because there's no such thing as Kiki without chocolate, but I'm just saying, like, at one point, I thought, that, like, I would never live without chocolate. Like, I thought, like, if I have chocolate in the house, I would just eat chocolate all the time. And maybe I was like that, like, for a little while. But, you know, I let it go. And now I eat chocolate. What, was that Anitra that said chocolate is the fourth? <laughs> girl. Anitra's my girl. She knows. I said this in the other scope, I think. But, you guys, Anitra is, like, everything to eat more to less. She's, like, the one that, like, Helps all this come together behind the scenes, so she's the one. If you go to the forums or anything like that, and you're like confused and you don't know what the heck is going on, she's the one that is like, calm down, come off the ledge, I will help you. And <laughs> Nitra is like everything. So, what what do you say? Is hubby still sabotaging me? Love you, Nitra. I'm so glad that you finally made a live scope. I can't believe it. You don't like chocolate, but you don't touch. <laughs> See? Bread and butter. That's what I'm saying. It's it's the moderation that matters. <laughs> the moderation is everything. And like we were talking about before, with a lot of the food allergies and stuff that people have, a lot of times we're having those food allergies because we're not moderating. So try moderating. Try having other things. You know, be an equal opportunity eater. And <laughs> he's here. He caught you, Jess. So yes, he does still sabotage. Did you? He, yesterday he stormed me under the bus about Krispy Kreme. Not even playing. I'm not. I'm not feeling him. He was talking about my my red sign, um, New Year's resolution that I will not pass by the hot fresh now sign <laughs> without stopping. <laughs> so there you go. Like I said, no jud- no judgment. Be an equal opportunity eater, yes, yes, thank you. Be an equal opportunity eater, eat everything, go around trying new stuff, you know, crowd. Don't, and don't do it thinking that, like I'm gonna eat this so that I don't eat that anymore. Just stop even telling yourself what you can't have and just look at all the things that are out there that you can have and it really does like naturally, it loses its luster. The main reason why we binge on things is because it just has that like, forbidden apple thing to it and it's really not like take take that off and then suddenly it's not that big of a deal you know what I mean like I can have chocolate bars sitting in my cabinet forever and not touch them and like I've had them like go stale and stuff recently and my family's like what's wrong are you sick what's wrong because I love chocolate but it's just because it's always there and I know that I can have it at any time guess what I don't go crazy on it and a lot of people don't believe that they can ever get to that point but you can and you do and it starts with you know taking the labels off the good versus bad foods like that in and of itself makes you want it someone asked earlier about cheat meals and how i feel about cheat meals and i mentioned um earlier my friend Leslie Schilling who she is dietitian on here she's like nutrition Leslie and that's one of the things that she talks about if what you're doing requires you to cheat then you know she feels like that's not sustainable or healthy because you should be able to have you should be able to have it like any day it shouldn't be a cheat and when you put that label on it then that's when you feel like I don't desert. Like cheat is something that you you do in the dark. You hide from it. Like I'm not I'm not gonna hide if I'm if I'm eating chocolate from y'all or if I stop by that red Krispy Kreme time. I'm not hiding it from y'all. Like it's like I don't. <laughs> That's why I'll say it. <laughs> I don't necessarily need to hide it because it's not something that I'm doing all the time. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, you can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at Number 2 wayless or via email at info at eatmore if you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretoweighless.com slash start. See you next time.